Cinema Redfield. I'm Sharon. Joel. I'm Timothy. And this is episode 100. Yes. We should have to be like, I'm just for us. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Episode 100. I dare you to find another event that has these episodes, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we are yeah. B1s and. We are pioneers. It's not that we started, we survived. Yeah, survivors. survivors. <laughs> the podcasts come and as quick as they go, so yeah, <laughs> we have managed to yeah. steal the course anyway. So yeah, a hundred episodes. We started in September 2016, and this is 2022. Of course, you can see it's not exactly a hundred like weeks, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got here finally. Now we do video and everything. We're cool yeah. as shit. Yeah, we've upgraded. Yeah. I've upgraded. Yeah. Growth. <laughs> yes. So this is exciting. Um, definitely want to talk a bit about the podcast. Uh, I started it. Yeah. Uh, out of frustration from writing, writing is hard <laughs> because <laughs> I've even the you even rewrote for the website. Yeah, I wrote like one article. Yeah. yeah, which was on I think Kurt Cobain or something. Not Kurt Cobain. Who did you write about? Wow. I, I actually, about, like, I actually don't thing. remember. What is Cobain? He, must he, had, <laughs> he, had a, he had a documentary that was very nice. It had oh, a lot of Montage of Heck. Yes. Oh, I think okay. I wrote about it. Yeah, I think no, I wrote about something else, and I think that article must have been very bad. <laughs> I, been, so I can't. Again. I can't go back to that. <laughs> yeah, Cinema Retro was first a film website. I used to have news letters. I, yeah. I was actually trying to be like a full corporation of a oh, website, yeah. like like movie news, yes, everything, everything. Yes. takes. Definitely good tiresome, <laughs> <laughs> extremely tiresome, uh, and um, I discovered podcasts, so I'm like, let me do the thing, and I bought a mic from Moses Serugo, shout yeah. out, I still yeah. have the same mic, the same mic. <laughs> yeah, and have you yet had Moses Serugo in the shop? <laughs> can you imagine, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that camera is <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to correct that mistake, okay, yeah. yes, but yeah, and uh, by then I already knew Timothy, yeah. and was only person who was who I knew that was at my level, not in a very like at my level. Of, I'm, not, I'm, not it, I'm not saying it in that way. I'm like, huh? At my level of watching a bunch of movies. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm sharper than the rest of you. Yeah. And so of course he was the obvious person I did the first couple of episodes with. And over time You're forgetting someone, there's also Carlos Wanga who actually Named the name. Podcast. Who actually gave us the name what? for Cinema Shout Red Pill? Carlos Wanga. Because you guys, this podcast was going to be called like 256 Film. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> it she, was almost called. put a thank you in all the credits. 256 yeah. or some yeah. random yeah. shit. Oh, or no, film. there's so many 256 oh. podcasts. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Carlos. I almost yeah. forgot that. Yeah. But. <laughs> Yeah, Timothy, we did the first couple of episodes together. Malcolm and Nikisi were my first guests. I can't remember who came first, but mm. those were among the first people. So I went on a spiral of hitting people's DMs. <laughs> uh, anyone who I knew who knew someone. And then I found Joel. I can't even remember who introduced you to me. I did have I hit no your idea. Facebook? Because you were such, you used to Facebook so much about <laughs> movies. <laughs> 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 but I started hitting people's DMs and met a ton of people like that. Yeah. And you were one of them. But now Joel would never say no. <laughs> always available. Yeah. Always, always available. Yeah. 
So when I got to the point where, of course, I could not keep doing this alone, yeah. I thought, who better than these two? Yeah. I started with you. You, I don't even know yeah. why I didn't ask you earlier. Because we were like the first time we were doing it together. Yeah. And the Matrix episode. The yeah. Matrix episode yeah. and the Wakaliwood yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah, but and she was like, you know, they're jobless. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly, we're very idle people. She had, remember, you were working at Cola Studios. Yeah, you don't have a night. We would meet at 5 pm so much, like almost every week, at yeah. whatever location, but mostly that cafe. But before yeah. the cafe, where were we? It was always at the cafe, right? Yeah, it was at first at that cafe. No, there was also no, no, there your was place. The office. We first like actually oh. did it like the, the like the bar or cafe opposite your office. Yeah. <laughs> yes, then that's when it would be at my home in Kisasi. Yeah, yes, exactly. and then the other restaurant. Yes. Yeah. yeah, even the Wakali wouldn't think we did at my home in Kisasi, yes. so yeah. that was it. Um, yeah. Then with time we did from thirty two when I was working at thirty two, yeah, and now we're here yeah. in a fancy house room. <laughs> <laughs> <A> fancy home. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on up, yeah. I shall take that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we started this, and yeah, we're going to keep going. Like I now, we, it's now at a level where I feel it can't die because it's no longer about any one of us. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. it can continue. Like if I'm not available, it doesn't stop. Yeah. If you're not, yeah. if you're not, it yeah. does not stop. It's now a super. And it's, it's like how those investors say you, you're getting that first what is it 100k yeah. and then from there yeah, just, just yeah, so we should 100 episodes so from yeah. here we'll yeah. just and yeah. also, also, I feel like we've built like, uh, like with the guests who come on and like friends who have you have included in this. Like, mm-hmm. there's a good ecosystem of different people, like working in film, not working in film. People mm-hmm. who just like enjoy talking about film. Like we have some actual yeah. credibility. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, and in this time, both of you have done stuff. Yeah. On the one with the wayside, but yeah. because when we started, none of you had done anything. No. Even you weren't at Maisha yet. Yeah. Oh been? yeah, no, I think I was. I was. No, I think I was you at already Maisha. Maisha. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah, I think Joel. Yeah, I think I saw you at a festival or something. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. first time I saw Joel was at a Maisha festival in Gulu. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh. Like 2015 or something. So things. <laughs> 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 so I was the only unemployed one. Yeah, me as just a part time. Yeah, now Joel is a full fledged. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> so I've had, but I hadn't. Fancy, fancy filmmaker moving around in writers' rooms and shit. Yeah, congratulations. Freelancing is a different kind of joblessness. You are living. And you also made a film. Yeah, I made a short film. Didn't go very far, but yeah, managed to like keep within the sphere. Of course, as Joel said, doing freelance work main in film mm-hmm. so yeah it's moving on and of course there are still other projects that will be realized eventually so oh. keep it pushing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the first time i'm now job <laughs> 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 so wish me luck maybe yeah. in 200 something else will be different <laughs> um something that uh, a friend told me was like we really should think of doing a live episode Yes, 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 yes. It would have been perfect for one hundred, if the one hundredth. But we are just attempting video. Yeah, I don't know if we, we can don't. start. We don't yeah. have the equipment for yeah. streaming live. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But, but I mean, we have not, phones, not, not yeah. live, live, like like at a location, location, like at a bar. 
Oh, like with a live with audience. With a live audience, yeah. that's what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be, that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe, might be our next step. We'll yeah. yeah. It's I a mean, whole thing, yeah. though. Like, yeah. Anyway, this is the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. You can't be, like, boring. Yeah. 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 You have to be. Th- you have to be on your feet. feet. Yep. There's no edits. Can't be looking in your notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. But we'll see. We've done video yeah. now, so. Yeah, because there's those guys, who are those guys that, like, watch, watch, like, uh, like, they sometimes have, there'll be, like, a cinema con kind of thing, where it's, like, they're watching B-movies, but there's these guys mm-hmm. on YouTube that will go and watch the movies in the audience and mm-hmm. comment. They'll have microphones to comment on the movie. It'll be a movie everybody has yeah. watched. Oh, my God. And you just, I think it's riff tracks. Mm. And then you're just kind of riffing along with them yeah. as you're watching yeah. the movie, and it's an experience. Yeah, sounds yeah. fun. Yeah, I'll try that. We'll see. So, wait, is there anything you want to add about um, the podcast? No. Um, historical facts. Historical facts <laughs> about the podcast. I'm even trying to remember like the first thing reviewed. What has been happening? I remember. I think we talked about like an X Men movie or something at some point. Maybe Captain. It was a superhero. Captain, thing. Yeah, so okay. Yeah, because I think that's specifically actually why I was brought yeah, to it because it was yeah, like a. It, it was yeah. probably Civil War yeah, or something. Civil. Yeah, probably. That's yeah. one of the early episodes we did. Yeah, yeah, but it was great. I mean, we. I mean, we're like even so respectable now. We used to do quite a number of things off there. Yeah, yeah. I want to yes. myself. No. <laughs> What about favorite? Do you have like a favorite episode? Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. That's a hard one. <laughs> that's really, really a hard one. I can't answer that. I the think one I have I, one. What's mm. this? I'd say the one where we did uh, I Am Not a Witch and The oh, Wound. And the Wound. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that was just an episode that flowed really well. Mm. Yeah. And again, it was two African films. I think it was around a period there was like a lot of good african films coming out yeah so yeah. i remember it was it was a very good one for me at least 
When I'm asked to submit, though, <coughs> I think I don't have perspective for myself. I can't pick one that I hosted, yeah. so I usually pick Bad Black. Ah, because Tim came with so much data on Wakabi. I was like, what the fuck? It was just so much knowledge which I had no clue about. And he hosted it. It was so that's the one I usually pick as my favorite. Joe, what's yours? I think probably I guess what I'll say was the most impactful. Because not I don't even think it was a particular episode, but like when we started um like reviewing African films the very first time I think we were recording in your house even yeah. I, forget, I forget if it was the Sembene movies we yeah. or Sembene. something then the Cedric Idol yes yes, yes. but I just loved uh, going on that journey because my brain was was oversaturated with western stuff yeah. Yeah. it was so good to see that there was like a track record like that far yeah. back yeah. and to like like find like there was this whole like cinematic language and yeah. style that was it was it was a very nice moment, yeah. I think, for me. I think it's the one I, I remember really enjoying the most that, like, stands out to me. That that recording session was really good. It was. Yes. It was. Oh, I have to mention my other worst. Uh-huh. She's gonna have it. We oh, did an episode on She's Gonna Have It. I was the only woman with how many men? Three. And I could have killed so myself. Shout yes. out to Nick. <laughs> yeah. Nick. Oh, yeah, Nick. Oh, Nick. Oh, oh, my God. I, do, I don't even want to remember what happened. I think you guys were defending something that's no, so I think, yeah. I think it was. I, I, think you, I think you were lamping us all in. <laughs> <laughs> it was Nick insisting on something. Yeah. And I think, just, I think oh. I was also a bit on that tangent. I think, yeah, it was, as you said, we were a lot younger, very toned <laughs> oh, yeah, on a lot of yes, things, yes. still reading and educating ourselves on a lot of things. <laughs> But of course, the enthusiasm <laughs> to talk about just a very good Spike Lee film yeah. and yeah, that kind that of that we all love, that we all love, but yeah. did, didn't know how to like maybe fully like critically look at yeah yeah as perhaps men I would say <laughs> so, <laughs> so many men I was so much with them you guys I hated I couldn't not uploading it <laughs> yeah. like, we must live through all these texts oh, this text. yes, oh my god them, yeah. <laughs> yeah any other standout those were by far the ones yeah. for me yeah, I, th- I think those are the biggest yeah, ones for me, really. Ones, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that and that really messy one, that end of the year thing. Because oh, it was yes. completely unusable. I don't even know if we uploaded we it. We did. But <laughs> yeah, people can actually <laughs> go and check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, because I remember listening to just like 10 minutes. So <laughs> we were like, oh my God, there's nothing you can pick. Yeah. And for me, it's, I think, my very favorite because of how disastrous <laughs> the planning oh, was yeah. and how many mistakes so were made in made. the process yeah. to get there. Yeah. It was a memorable night <laughs> yeah. in so many ways. Um, and I think from there, we learned not to have too, too many, many people. people right? Don't get too high. <laughs> we have really learned. Yeah. 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 So this is, yeah, it's really been a journey. Yeah. And Bobby, we've said something sh- like Nick though made us do an episode on uh, what's that fancy director's name? Oh, Ingmar in Bergman, Seven Seals. And also, I, I also really like that one because I am by I think even I probably it's Nick who suggested it and He's I was super psyched to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he just came out of the gate with like so much info it was and so good. for such a like I think he did really 
Yeah, it's quite the silly fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. He's on, he's on these people's level. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, I, I must talk about like Sarah, who has been on a bunch of episodes. Yeah. She's also yeah. one of the always available people. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> oh, who has, who gave us a lot of feedback on our videos? Like yeah. Sarah, at least I'll tell her things. <laughs> she said a lot of things. <laughs> she has lots of feedback. Yeah. But Sarah has been great. Brenda has been great. Yeah. Yeah, people really come through. Nick, Mark, who's behind there? Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also a bunch guests. of good guests, as you said. Like yeah. we had Raymond Malinga, oh and Robin with the case of creatures, the case of creatures. Malcolm Bijaman has been on a couple yes. of times. So Nikisi is also Nikisi now a big is. deal in the genre. <laughs> <laughs> <you know? laughs> really cool and those people have remained friends of the podcast yes. always ask about it when it's taken a long hiatus yeah. so it's really great to have people in our corner all yeah. this time yeah, yeah. pretty cool yeah. yeah all right let's answer the dreaded question so for our 100th we're going to ask to answer a question mm-hmm. that i really hate and always get asked as a film buff what's your favorite movie yeah it's the most annoying question. I wish I'd ask you what's your favorite movie this year. This year. <laughs> right? yeah. It's an easier question. To answer. It's so annoying because I someone they people ask it as like, let me watch it, but mm. it's like, will you though? Yeah. Like, why don't you ask me what you think you would like? They also ask it because we want to hang you with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is the summer of your entire yeah. identity. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I hate that question yeah. so much. Yeah. But we have to answer it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, so my when people ask me that usually I lie, no mm. lie, like mm. I always lie because I, I first get if I know you then I'll pick something that you might like yeah. that's maybe a bit out like outside but will mm. be interesting for you. It depends on the crowd. Yeah, the people ask me. So in the past, also I have this problem where <laughs> it has taken long for me to like like my own things mm-hmm. like i was obsessed with roger ebert for a long time mm-hmm. yeah. and because citizen kane is his favorite movie i was a pure liar yeah. you know yeah. it's yeah. Like, yeah. just my utter attachment to the person yeah. just like ah oh, this yes. uh but for a long time also it was boogie nights i really like pta yeah. i love pta yeah, like he's in, in my at the start of stuff pta was really a big one for me yeah. mm. but after that then things got fuzzy like now when I widened my score from American cinema, yeah. Oof, yeah. it was over. Yeah. It was over. Yeah. Like it's now really hard to gauge. Yeah. Yeah. So, for today, my choice and how I processed it. Interior. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First of all, thank God for Letterbox. Letterbox is a is a site where I, we can put a diary of the films you've seen, mm-hmm. and on the profile they they ask there's a place to put your favorite films. There's four mm-hmm. of them, so I looked through my four films and tried to get <laughs> yeah, now where was my mind even pick one of these? Um, but the film I picked is called Secret Sunshine, mm-hmm. and it's a film by a South Korean director called Lee Chang Dong. So my rationale behind this film, this people already said I'm being fancy, yeah, um, but yes, let me be the fancy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I regret saying that. You're going to the entire time. You guys, that does not have to be. <laughs> oh God, why did I use that? <laughs> anyway, so um, see, because I was talking to someone recently, actually. And when discussing series, we were as telling her the series I've watched, and she mm. was talking about how she just can't watch something with pain. Mm. 
Okay. And for me, I really like films that have pain. Okay. I don't know what. Yeah. Oh, I think. Okay, I always want to feel something. That's mm-hmm. my main thing. I have to feel something, and pain is usually a stronger feeling to feel. Mm-hmm. So, Secret Sunshine is about pain throughout, like trigger warning, lots of pain, because mm-hmm. the film is about a woman who moves to a city that uh, her husband was from, and her husband has died. Mm-hmm. So, this whole thing of why are you here, why are you here, and it, the way it moves is so. It's not really plot driven, but it is. Like it doesn't make a big deal out of a plot turn, you know. There's when a film makes a big deal out of it, but she moves to the town and something tragic happens. Her kid gets kidnapped, and moving on from that. Sorry, I'm going to spoil it, but yeah. it's about how the film it's is about yeah, it. Yeah. And when the kid is kidnapped, he he's fully killed. Then she turns to religion, right? I think that was my favorite thing about the film. She turns to religion to sort of like relieve herself from pain and mm. at, in the beginning someone is trying to tell her like find Jesus because of the death of her husband and she's like I can't see him so that's not a thing mm. but once the kid dies she has like a moment where she goes to church and she's like singing a holy song and she just starts screaming in pain mm. it is such a fascinating yeah. scene and the thing also I like about this film is that the lead <coughs> character is dull but the film is interesting, yeah. which I like. It's yeah. not easy to do something like that. She's mm. actually dull. Yeah. There's nothing fascinating yeah. about her. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Yeah. It's just the film really keeps things interesting. Yeah. Mm. So once she picks on religion, she decides to go and confront the guy who killed her son. And when she gets there, she finds that he has also found God, and mm. God has absolved him yeah. of his of his crime. She is so annoyed. <laughs> I think because of how I, I'm not a fan of religion and what it does, though I get how people can appreciate it, even that moment of her deciding to relieve her pain that way, I get it. But to see it this way was so great. (laughs) 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 You know, like the pastors and stuff were just looking at her like, oh my, like we don't even know what to do for you. Mm -hmm. So, and and then it just ends really, like she's just pissed, she goes, off. she's of course annoyed that's it's like all oh, this is a lie yeah. but there's nothing she can do she just moves yeah. and I really really love this film yeah. it's there's why I would pick it is I still remember it mm. um, I'm going to pick a, a very <laughs> a film that's of the now say yeah. like the Batman right uh-huh. Matt Reeves right yeah he makes good movies like he I like the eight movies I remember liking them I can't remember Fantastic. a thing about yeah. them so that's <laughs> me I remember they were well made they were yes. good I can't remember a thing yeah. so the thing with the film like Secret Sunshine it doesn't mm. matter if I repeatedly watch it there's just scenes that have stuck with me and I consistently remember them mm. like in moments like if someone asks me there's just things that are too memorable about yeah. it so it really makes it stand out for me as a favorite film yeah. and uh, yeah the, I would say the, one of the actors actually is a commonly known guy. Like the, the, there's, there's, there's a character in the film who actually is one of my favorite things. Mm. He meets her accidentally on her way to the town and then he goes on like a long mission to get her. Like, like he is sticking around so long it's even sad, you know? She's like, <laughs> why are you? He just keeps doing nice things and uh-huh. it's like, you should not do this much to get laid, you know? It's, oh, like, yeah. it's so painful. And. He is hilarious. It's really good. Like when she goes into religion, he's also cleaning himself up and all going yeah. in church. It's really That's silly. So but he's the guy who's in the host. Have you watched the host? Yeah, I've uh, seen the host. He's in the host. Yeah. And, it's Bong uh, Joon Ho. 
Yeah. And Bong Joon Ho's from oh, okay. Who'd Be Parasite. He's actually in Parasite as well. He's, he's, in the, he's in Parasite. He's the dad who's the taxi driver. Oh, he's that's a dope, yeah. dope yeah, actor. Yeah. So he's in the film as well, yeah. which is really good. Mm. But yeah, my favorite film is Secret Sunshine. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen it, and again, as you said, like mm-hmm. I don't remember like the entirety of the plot, but mm-hmm. I remember it just being like a very good film about loss mm-hmm. and like loss pushing you to the edge, and people just trying to find some sort of meaning after losing, after yeah. yeah. And that scene you mentioned is also, yeah, one that really does stick out because <laughs> yeah, it just jumps out at you and. There's everyone in the church praying and they look crazy, you know, for what? And then this woman just like <laughs> cries. cries and you're like, what? She's the one who, yeah. who really needs yeah. Jesus the most. Kind of like, and I mean, now I'm like also encouraged to actually watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of like how it's like South Korean like filmmakers, the people they tackle like social issues. Yes. Like, yes. The way they have those discussions is always yeah. very interesting. It's so good. Yeah. And it's interesting because like weirdly, like I've never really thought of like people from Asia, like far eastern Asia, mm. being really into like you know Christianity. Yeah. So like this one was really like one that really went deep into like Christianity in mm-hmm. that world and mm. the way it's set up. So I also found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we're going in order of how we join the podcast. So me yeah. first, Tim second. Yeah. So uh, picking a film for this was quite interesting because uh, I think. It's well known here that I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, and <laughs> I I I've, I usually reference Memento uh, as like probably my favorite, and I think it still is. Mm-hmm. But I felt like for the purpose of the podcast, I'd go to another film that I felt is probably equally interesting and also plays with similar themes, but mm-hmm. again is way probably way more accessible than a Memento is. So I'd say this is like this film and Memento. I'd say they are close. Interchangeable for the top two, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, and that film is uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I don't know. You've all you've both yes. seen it, we'll yes. See. So, yeah. The yeah. So the rationale. Yeah. So the rationale. Yeah. Like again, I think the way I watch films is that again, I. It's changing nowadays, but like a lot of times, I'm really like drawn to very particular like personalities, like doing film, like if it's a particular director or writer. And like for this film, it, it's a collaboration between two people I really, really like. So the screenwriter, the person who wrote the script is Charlie Kaufman. And the director is a French director called Michel Gondry. So Charlie Kaufman has, direct, has written and directed a number of films. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of them. There's Adaptation. I've watched that with Nicolas Cage. He did another one, uh, Synecdote in New York, with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, being John Malkovich. Yeah, and, he, and Anomalisa is more part of his recent stuff. So he, usually, he always does scripts and stories that really deal with, like, you know the human psyche in very interesting ways. Mm. His way of writing is very self-reflexive, like say adaptation, his writing. He's given this job basically in the real world to adapt a script and he basically adapts the script by writing himself into it. So it's very like film nerdy type stuff where you kind of see the reference and you get what he's doing, but I really enjoy his work. And then the director, Michel Gondry, began as a music video director in France, Mm -hmm. all of like the big Daft Punk videos, he directed them around the world, stuff like that. Then he kind of went into film 
and he, his first film was actually written by Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. Human Nature, but then he went on to direct The Science of Sleep. The, the movie isn't as boring as, <laughs> as, as the title suggests. Yeah. Uh, Be Kind Rewind. Uh, I think, uh, I, yeah, Be Kind Rewind, yes. History. And I think maybe something that's a bit recent, there's an HBO show with Jim Carrey called Kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. so he was like he directed most of the episodes and is a big part of like that so that's kind of his style where his style where Charlie Kaufman kind of plays with the psyche of the characters in interesting ways he really plays very well with like the visual style like it, it could be presenting something very real but like there will be elements that are so surreal that he includes and sometimes it elevates the movies and makes them very magical in my opinion so i felt this movie the combination of the two was something i really enjoyed so in this film as i said it stars jim carrey kate winslet actually has a very good cast there's mm. mark ruffalo before he was the hulk yeah there's Kirsten dust there's uh, elijah wood mm-hmm. yeah so it had a yeah elijah wood is that as well. it yeah it's a very great cast so the concept the okay the basic story of eternal Sunshine of the spotless man is that the character played by jim carrey after a fight with his girlfriend played by kate winslet they meet up i think in a a supermarket or something and she doesn't remember him then he finds out that there's this company that deletes people's memories so like if you have a relationship and it's like traumatic for you or whatever you're like i don't remember this person ever ever again so you kind of just go and they delete this that portion of your memory so in that film it happens that he finds out he has been deleted so heartbroken he's like i'm also going to go do the same thing and delete this woman out of my life so again, the way the movie is told, as a, you can tell, it's a bit of a romantic drama, mm. and it has science fiction elements because this is like science that, that doesn't exist of like people being able to delete memories, and again, there's also psychological aspects that it plays with things like memory and things like that. Mm. So in the film, after when as he goes through this process of having his memories deleted, he's actually reliving them. And he's reliving them starting from like the most recent one, which was like the fight that they had. Yeah. And it's just like you see them at their worst, basically. Then as they go on further and further, he gets further to the back and he goes to the happier days. Yeah. And then that's when in the middle of like this dream, dream state is in, he decides that no, he doesn't really want to delete her. And so he kind of like keeps hiding her in like these different memories that are not even like necessarily like related to her just to like kind of keep her keep keep an inkling of her like somewhere there so maybe who knows when he wakes up he can actually go find her so uh i found that very fascinating just the way the whole movie is done and it dealing with something like it's sounds cheesy and very romantic but the way they deal with it is that it looks at relationships in a very like real way and like the reality at the heart of them and like as they go through this of course there are other plot lines happening there's like he has to record a video for like recounting his time like before you do the procedure you have to record this video where you have to kind of explain why you're going through this so we kind of get that perspective of him being a bit scorned and he's explaining why then again we have this perspective of him in this dream state as they're deleting the memories and he's reliving them and rediscovering things that actually good or bad in the relationship and then there's like the present day the people who are actually doing the procedure on him have their own 
silly love triangles going on in there <laughs> then you feel you find out that one of the the boss basically yeah. was in an affair with uh, the character played by Kirsten Dunst and he had to even delete her memories and she even had to have an abortion for him <laughs> and he basically <laughs> deleted that so there's just like exploring yeah. relationships in so many interesting ways and I found it very interesting because at the end of the film they still make it back to each other because yeah. she has deleted him he deleted her but somehow they meet again and then they are drawn to each other again yeah. which kind of shows that even if you do whatever you do it's still bound to happen that you're supposed to maybe be with this person mm-hmm. and then the twist comes at the end that when they actually like the company a character played by Kirsten Dunst who I just mentioned had to have an abortion and didn't know her memories were erased when she does find out they were erased she has to now like send out all these tapes of all of people everyone who had forgotten basically what had their memory deleted mm. she sends them back all these tapes and these two guys like jim carrey and kate winslet this people who had forgotten each other but have found each other again now have these tapes of them now talking about <laughs> their past relationship yeah. and like it's kind of at a, a, a new start but they kind of realize all the bad stuff they did wrong mm. But then they still like figure like let's give it another chance, which yeah. I found very heartwarming. So mm-hmm. I would say that's a movie that I go back because I feel it it hits all the right notes for me. It's very psychological. Mm-hmm. It's a clever film. It has a lot of heart heart at the center of it, and just even visually the way it's done when he's in this dream state and the way they show like the memories disintegrating. It's like yeah. very dazzling stuff, and yeah, yeah it's very great effect. So I would say that is really. For me, the film that I go back to it quite a bit because mm-hmm. I just feel like I really I have this problem. But I, I sometimes like films that I feel are too clever. Like I like a film when I mm-hmm. when I'm done watching it, I'm like, the guy who wrote this mm-hmm. is just thinking on a whole other level <laughs> from the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So like, like some people here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same point. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, I would say yeah, that is for me pretty much. I would say the film. I would say is my favorite because it hits so many of like it's science fiction mm. it's a very accessible accessible romantic drama or comedy if you want to put it that way and yeah it's just a very very well written script i think the it came out it won it didn't win much mm. but it won best original screenplay yeah. and again i like seeing jim carrey because i'm a big fan of jim carrey but i really enjoy him as much as i like his ace ventura the yeah. mask <laughs> there are those times he plays like yeah. these very serious yeah. roles like the truman show yes. this one even kidding i would say as well mm. where he's it's jim carrey you know him as this clown but mm. he has this very weird emotional depths he can dig into yeah so i would say that for me would be my 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 pick for favorite film Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah. Man. But yeah. why did you pick it over Memento? No, Memento again, again, that's what I would say. Of the two, I would say they are equally clever in the way they are done. Mm. But this one has a lot of heart, like because <laughs> Memento, Memento feels like a very cold, clinical, yes. like yes. very, like it's being made by some sort of engineer or yes. something of the sort yeah. for him to be able to piece all. And I, I, I love it for that. Mm. Because I feel there are very few films that can recreate that kind of magic that he produced there. But I feel this does some some of the same things while at the same time having a lot of heart and authenticity yeah. at the heart of it. So, yeah. I think like um, Electro comparison of like Memento having like the complexity. Because mm. I also enjoyed Memento for the technicals yeah. of like, ah, I tell this movie in reverse. Yeah. 
and you're right, Eternal Sunshine actually has a lot of the same yeah. complexity in yeah. it, especially those moments where he's like digging through uh, like his memories yeah. and shot in such an abstract yeah. way, you know? yeah. like just also on a technical level, like the film is yeah. just really good. But yeah, the heart of it is like so strong. Like Jim Carrey's performance was yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Kate Winslet was great. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo, I remember for like being in his underwear, like had white yeah. or something. <laughs> that's, that's like the only image I have yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I really also did like that moment, like uh, that feeling of inevitability when they like still came back yeah. together. Yeah. And I kind of liked how it was also kind of a blessing in disguise that they had lost their memories because it kind of removed the yeah. emotional yeah. punch yeah. of things and like yeah. the hard feelings yeah. and allowed them to kind of yeah. dissect yeah. themselves like objectively. Yeah. Like I went wrong here, here, yeah. here, here. It's yeah. like it's like a blessing. Very few relationships happen yeah, in the real world. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was also hopeful because yeah. like, I also do like. I, I like that you picked it for the reason that you know there's like some good feeling in it because yeah. when like stuff is just depressing the end, which is like most indie stuff, yeah. yeah then it's it's a little hard to be like, oh, go back and watch that. And be like, oh, that was a brilliant movie, brilliant this, but like, would I watch it again? No, yeah. I wouldn't. But yeah, I I really loved all the reasons you gave, and yeah, I actually want to watch it again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's I a really great film. I watched it sometime back and I remember it being really great. I remember uh, Kate Winslet, Winslet blue hair. Yeah. Yes. I remember them on the beach. Yes. I remember them really connecting oh, the with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> I remember it being really great, but it's fuzzy. So yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm now also equally yeah. motivated yeah. to watch it again. I just always go back to it at least once every year somehow. I just always Ooh, find yeah. myself going back to it it's, again same with like mementos movies but this one yeah it really has like that feel good feeling at the end of it even if it's really about just a relationship that went to shit but then at the end you always <laughs> have yeah. there's that kind of hope there so yeah. it's good cool nice yeah. um Joel. Joel. best for last yep. <laughs> tough act to follow <laughs> <laughs> I love his I love his trace so much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking like actually a good segue, yeah. uh, like you said how you go back and revisit yeah. every year is mm-hmm. one of the reasons why you've eventually selected the movie that I'm going to talk about. This was an equally hard decision. I think we have talked about some of our favorite movies, both of us have throughout the yeah. episodes. I think yes. I've talked about The Graduate and I've talked about Oh my Night, God, we did The Night Graduate the as your favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we did. I know how times have changed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, because when I was trying to think what's my favorite film, like in terms of like emotional impact, like a childhood, it would be Lion King. In terms of putting yes. you into cinema, yeah, it just was. <laughs> to this date, I can recite the movie by heart, beginning to end. Yeah. Everything. I'd say my Terminator too. Terminator. Then, like in terms of like, oh, like what impacted me in terms of like wanting to be a filmmaker and yeah. getting into films. Pretty much every Martin Scorsese movie. I remember mm-hmm. binge watching those in college yeah. and just wanting to make movies exactly the way mm-hmm. he did and write dialogue the way he did. I just thought, wow, brilliant. But it's like, are those my favorite movies? Objectively, it's like, it's so so tough. Um, So eventually I did settle on Lord of the Rings, uh, the full trilogy, 
one of those people that says the whole trilogy is <laughs> but yeah and my caveats were yeah it, it, it took a lot to like get there because yeah I, like the way you had Nolan guy yeah. I'm a Star Wars guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so that was one of the things like as much as I, like Star Wars is more like my favorite franchise yeah but I, I couldn't say objectively that any of the movies was like, I thought the one of the best mm. of all time. Like I like Empire Strikes Back, for instance. I yeah. think it's one of the greatest movies yeah. ever made, but it's not mm, the, the best, best. objectively yeah. for me. Now, Lord of the Rings for me hits a lot of things out of the park. There's not, there's no movie out there that I could think of that is quite like this yeah. production was <laughs> or has been since. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, I guess I have to also like introduce mm. it a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Lord of the Rings <laughs> introduction. Um, but yeah, it's a fantasy uh, movie. Uh, so it's like a fantasy trilogy, actually. It's based on a book uh, written by uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, mm. like way back in the day. And it's been it's one of those properties that just like Dune, that people mm. are just like, this would be impossible mm. to adapt because yeah. of how many moving pieces are in there. Uh, I'll say something that's sacrilege. I tried to read the actual book, I think, when I was a teenager, but yeah. it put me to sleep. It's a, I think it was it's like, massive. Yes, yeah, like a thousand page yeah. book, but it's so, like, the way Tolkien anyway, like, writing right. things. Yeah, it's like, it's like you're reading like an encyclopedia of information. I remember trying to read it after like reading Harry Potter. I'm like, I've read mm, Harry yeah, Potter. Exactly. Like, then you get and you're like, okay, this is like this is different. It's completely different. Other thing. Yeah, it felt like actual homework or something yeah. like to read it. And for me, it was really a monumental feat. Uh, Peter Jackson condensing all that information yeah. into these movies. And like settling on the, because of course they're like a bunch of characters, but he settles on uh, Frodo, the POV of Frodo Baggins played by Elijah Wood, yeah, also in like Time of yeah. Sunshine, which I think this was like maybe his major, major yeah. like breakout it's, it's, role. It's his, the yeah. idea Elijah Wood role, I like think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like with mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. And a long story short, like uh, across the trilogy, we have Fellowship of the Ring, we have the Two Towers, and we have Return of the King. And it's just a story of. Uh, this, these hobbits who like find this ring of power and it's like this uh, ancient wizard who's like waking up from a long slumber and he's going to take over the world which is middle earth and basically this other wizard called gandalf assembles a fellowship of heroes mm-hmm. who are going to journey into the heart of mordor which is the like the evil kind of sphere of yeah. influence yeah. <laughs> and they're like going to drop this ring into a volcano and save the world yeah. um, now one of the major reasons why I love this movie especially like Fellowship of the Ring if you ask me to settle on what was my favorite in the trilogy even though I look at it as one the Fellowship in the, of the Ring in particular I loved the stakes of the movie and the heart of it especially. The yeah. heart is something that gets me. Because yeah. um, you have like these tiny people, the hobbits, they're about like three feet tall. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and you have like Frodo and his friend um, Samwise, I think played by Sean Astin. Mm-hmm. He's also in another one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite uh, sports movies of all time, Rudy. 
Now he's acting what in like those pure flicks movies. <laughs> I don't know if that's a career choice or the career to career <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 a pretty good actor. But yeah, I think his best work was also Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. But you have these two hobbits charged with basically saving the entire world. They have no like martial ability. They're not like the classic mm-hmm. hero who can like go up against villains yeah. and take them down. Like all they have is just their brotherhood and each other yeah. and one of the key like driving forces why I love this movie and it's one of the few movies that actually brings me to tears mm. every time I watch it mm. yeah, most times I watch movies I feel like I have no soul but there's this key moment I think at the end of Fellowship of the Ring where like um, the fellowship has, is basically disintegrating because uh, the ring kind of like brings out all the kind of evil desires like greed mm. and like yeah corruption like it basically corrupts the hearts of men mm. and because of um, how pure-hearted the hobbits are like Frodo is able to like withstand the influence a bit so he's the only person that can bear the burden mm. then you have a uh, you have this uh, is it Boromir yeah, yeah, played by Ned is it Ned Bean is that his name yeah, uh, Sean Bean Sean Bean Sean Bean yeah, yeah Ned Ned he always dies <laughs> surprise surprise he dies <laughs> but yeah he I think he like tries to attack Frodo and like like uh, I think throughout the movie uh, like a few characters have intimated Frodo that he's the only one that can take on this burden and he won't have like these the fellowship is like I think 12 or 8 people I don't remember the full number but say like, you're going to have to carry this burden on your own like your friends are going to turn on mm-hmm. you all that stuff and Frodo's like I'm going to go at this thing on my own yeah. and he kind of like runs away and gets on a boat and it's this daunting like really emotional like journey I'm like shit it's like it's, he just has himself and that's it then his friend Samwise is like you know like I promised to come with you yeah. and the only reason Samwise was even part of this journey is because he was eavesdropping on a conversation the wizard was having with Frodo that oh you have to do this stuff with the ring it's like oh I caught you eavesdropping in the bushes you're going to help him mm. like yeah. go on this crazy like yeah. <laughs> like journey yeah. And the fact that he was a man of his word, that's like, I promised I was going to help you do this thing, yeah. and I'm going to die trying yeah. if I have to, yeah. for me was such a major emotional yeah. moment, because he like wades into the water, even if he can't swim, yeah. and he's like, I'm going to drown yeah. today, just to get yeah. on that boat with you. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is the best bromance <laughs> in history. <laughs> the best, best heterosexual bromance <laughs> ever <laughs> to screen. <laughs> Which is the other thing, these guys look at each other so lovingly <laughs> <laughs> through the trilogy. Yeah, it's, I think, the, I think it's the most overt, yeah. like, uh, intimate relationship between men, men I've yeah. seen in any film. Because they broke back up, which is like straight up, into each other. I find that interesting. So imagine doing it in a heartfelt way, it was like, I believe it. It's like, you wish you had a friendship that was yeah. that palpable and that strong. And I loved seeing their friendship tested all the way to the end mm. and how things turned out. Um, so that's my major reason for liking mm. the movie. This movie is packed with a big cast of yeah. humans. Because um, you have, like, say, Andy Serkis, yeah. where you have motion capture yeah. being Isn't pioneered. Isn't Kate Blanchett there? Kate, Kate Blanchett is there. The Orlando Blooms and all Everybody. Yeah, Orlando Bloom, Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen. Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. 
uh, is it Christopher? Who's, who's the guy? Sir Christopher something. I forget his name. Sorry, another another really good guy. Yeah. Um, oh, the guy who plays Sauron. Or yeah, yeah, the guy who plays Sauron. Forget him, but yeah, he's forgetting his name. He also yeah. plays yeah. one of my favorite characters yeah. in Star Wars. Um, but yeah, also just the beast of a movie that this was like a production that really on paper should not have happened. Because yeah. <laughs> especially a studio at that time putting uh, dropping three hundred mil on like an unproven property, nobody does that, mm-hmm. and still even now nobody mm-hmm. does that anymore. Yeah. You'd be hard pressed like ah, let's first see your part one, and then <laughs> <laughs> part two. But to green light yeah. like three movies, yeah. so the fact that Peter Jackson was able to shoulder this beast like for that amount of time, especially the fatigue that comes with it, because I think I read like principal photography was like four hundred something days, so they shot for like fourteen months yeah. straight, and like shot the entire trilogy. Mm. at once at a go yeah. <laughs> and they were playing with all the regular production problems like I, I read also Viggo Mortensen was kind of cast last minute because yeah. the yeah. actor they had yeah, <laughs> picked for Aragorn was kind of <laughs> acting a diva yeah. and pissing off all the cast yeah. so Viggo kind of like came in green <laughs> and <laughs> kind of felt the character yeah. no rehearsals yeah. yes yeah. And, and now it's impossible to see anybody Any else yeah, yeah. in that role the guy you were thinking of is Christopher Lee. Yes, yeah, Christopher, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee is a brilliant actor. Yeah. I think passed away sadly. Yeah, he did. Um, and yeah, even just in terms of like the amount of departments as well that it took to put this thing together, the people that designed the sets, the people that did the CGI, which was still pretty groundbreaking at the time, yeah. all the practical effects, there's like uh, this imaging technology, I forget, that was pioneered, that allows you to kind of like uh, photocopy like a bunch of people, yes, like uh, those big scrolling, like action, yeah, yeah, action scenes. That's like technology that was quite like, pioneered like mm-hmm. on shows uh, on, on this movie um so for me any movie really that pushes the envelope of like filmmaking and any movie that was able because you could say that yes this is like oh the most uh like the most financed movie in history or whatever but if it sucked yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it would just suck yeah. but the fact that it's even one of the strongest trilogies period because yeah. I even looked back because even Star probably Wars, is. yeah, no, probably is a yeah, because even even Star Wars that I like yeah. has weak, yeah, always has and a even. weak movie somewhere, and that's in just the three. yes, yeah, in all the three trilogies it has done, mm-hmm. but this one was just consistently mm-hmm. strong yeah. throughout, yeah. and yeah, I think it was a feat on in, in itself. It's no surprise he has all those Oscars yes. on the table, yeah. Um, but yeah, and he's un- been un- been unable to like accomplish that since yeah. I really disliked the the Hobbit. The Hobbit. Movies. Oh, <laughs> wait, I, he did the Hobbit. He, he produ- came back to produce. Them. He directed because oh, originally produced. they wanted uh, Guillermo del Toro, yeah. which I was excited oh, for, exciting. and I think he was going to do just one because yeah. the Hobbit. Because that Lord of the Rings is a thousand pages. The Hobbit <laughs> is ninety pages. <laughs> this nigga was like, no, I'm still going to stretch ninety pages <laughs> into an epic trilogy because Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And yeah, not not the best idea. I think all I liked out of the Hobbit was like that Misty Mountain song they sang like at the beginning from the trailers. That was the only hype I had. Smog. And then from there, the yeah, smog, the, yeah, smog the was good. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch was good. The casting of uh, who played Dubo again? 
Who's that? Who's that? Oh, Who's that actor? Oh, Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah, Martin Freeman. Yeah. No, that, that's brilliant yeah. casting. <laughs> I, I only wish the story like, was was better yeah. for him. Um, but yeah, I don't. I feel like in terms of my favorite movies, what I call my favorite movies, because like I can't even really still say yeah. that this is definitively yeah. yeah. going to be my favorite yeah. movie. Yeah. But this is the movie I felt objectively, if I was to compare to all my favorites, mm. stood yeah. stood up as like, okay, you're the, you've accomplished the most yeah. out of all these other movies yeah. that I love. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much my pick yeah. <laughs> for favorite film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it's a good pick, especially because again, a lot of times people mm. like. Even like with Marvel films, people would be like hating on franchise films and sequels and all yeah. that. But as you said, it was consistently good. Mm. And even just the finale of it seemed like just very well done. Yeah. Like it could have suffered like similar things to like say the Game of Thrones. People were having oh, complaints yeah. at the end of it. <laughs> but then the way it was finished, the whole saga and everything was just perfect. And it was a very even as you said, very evenly made, well done. I mean, it's hard to find that, as you said, like Star Wars, even something much better like Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. also very uneven. Like, there's some movies which are still better than some of the others. So, yeah. I'd say that was quite, yeah, quite a feat. Yeah, mm. um, yeah I watched them as well. Uh, actually, sorry. The Two Towers, I think, was one of the first films I ever saw in a cinema, mm. period. Oh, wow. yeah. But my issue with it when I was much younger is I was so afraid of Smeagol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so afraid of Smeagol. Yeah. Like, excessively, so I wasn't able to really watch them. Yeah. But when I grew now, like, sometimes you make it an event, it's like, let me watch the Lord of the Rings films, and it's mm. really a worthy yeah. experience. Yeah. Like, without fearing Smeagol. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I can But I enjoy it. Yeah, the cast is packed and really good at yeah. what they're doing. Not a dull moment. I, I also remember it for the third having like five endings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because even like Avengers with with all its big, which is the biggest franchise yeah. ever made, like the Marvel universe and all that, they still couldn't greenlight even that Infinity War thing. Mm. Couldn't like greenlight of like, oh, you do all these movies at once. True. Like, no, you first do this one. Yeah. And then we go. Yeah. So, yeah, crazy. Cool. Yeah. So those are our choices. Hope that gives insight on us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. It does. It does it you does, can simple and see the dynamic on how we like it. Yeah. I will kill you. I meant levels of consumption. It wasn't even yeah. about you know people say that thing when it's like I'm better yeah. than you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's we just watched too many yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are feeling like you're doing a smear campaign on me. It's going to be a carrying gag. Carrying gag through the episodes from now. I don't allow this smear campaign. It's not like the context will be there every yeah. time. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Anyway, 